bean salad where uh, we practice throat singing and sometimes watch films. Uh, this week's predatory man is... Uh, oh, wait, sorry, sorry. <laughs> we actually uh, watch something this week. <coughs> yeah, we watch something every week, but... But this week especially, boy oh boy did we watch something. Man, it, it was watched. especially watched this week. We watched uh, Mother, which is a 1998 Bollywood film that... Boy oh boy, I... I first found out about it because I had seen it referred to in some places as the Bollywood Mamma Mia. I had seen some places say that it was the first adaptation of the musical because it came out, you know, just after the musical came out. Mm. And I'd also seen it in some places credited as a remake of Buena Sera, which of course we've looked at already. Mm -hmm. And yeah, that's, that's what it is. It's basically uh, Buenos Aires. There's no basically about it. It, it, is, it, is. it is. Beat Bu for beat, scene for scene, Buenos Aires with a few musical numbers. Yeah. yeah. And a trial scene at the end. Oh, but... yeah. There is a, ca a kangaroo court at the end and um, a vicious beating. <laughs> you know, there's, there are slight differences and m most of them are uh, cultural, I'm going to say. Yeah. Um. But plot wise, it's the same. It's the same shit. It's a a, a woman has basically, uh, well, again, it's it's kind of different in the sense that in in Bonacera, we have Mrs. Campbell, mm. uh, and she uh, is living in Italy during World War Two. Am I right in saying that? Yes. Well, yeah, and um, she has soldiers, uh, American soldiers, stay in her house, and you know, is romantically involved with these these gentlemen. Whereas in uh, Mother, the Bollywood version, uh, the... What's her name? Mrs. Britannia? M Mrs. Britannia. Yeah. Uh, more on that name later. Uh, Mrs. Britannia, uh, her father is ill, uh, and she can't afford medicine for his like his cancer treatment. Yeah. And so becomes a prostitute and, and falls pregnant with one of her clients. So that's a difference. Um, we did look into prostitution laws briefly, like for, uh, uh, although this isn't um, this isn't based in India. That's a little blunder we made. Is it? It's, oh fuck! It's, um, You're right. You're dead right. It takes place in Mauritius, uh, and uh oh. Uh, I was kind of curious as to why it was set in Mauritius. I did a wee bit of research. Uh, turns out because Mauritius uh, is uh, on the African continent. Right. Uh, more than 68% of the Mauritian population are of Indian origin, most commonly known as Indo-Mauritians. India and Mauritius cooperate in combating piracy, which has emerged as a major threat in the Indian Ocean region, and mm. Mauritius supports India's stance against terrorism. So they're kind of... Um, okay. I guess... I, don't, I can't even think of it an, <coughs> an analogy, but there is a, a relationship between the countries of Mauritius and India. Um, but fuck, we didn't look up Mauritian prostitution laws. Uh, right, we but... looked into Indian prostitution I'll, laws. I'll, I'll, I'll look into it. Yeah. But, um, so that's one difference. But, uh, what was the conclusion with the Indian prostitution laws? It's, it's not... I think... It's it, not illegal? I think it's illegal to, to like, just... Uh, I think, I forget the wording, but, like, to practice it, uh... Like in a in a like you can't advertise yourself in a public setting. Yeah. basically. I think uh, kind it, of similar to the British law. Yeah, it's good. It's similar to the UK in that selling sex isn't illegal, but uh, pimping is illegal, yes. and brothels are not allowed, and 
publicly soliciting that's it sex isn't allowed either yeah but yeah on a technicality you could sell sex in india and the uk selling sex is legal but there's a law against allowing a place to be used for the purposes of prostitution this specifies that the sex worker is held jointly liable for the crime and quote damage to the neighborhood the law of xena also applies which uh criminalizes all sexual conduct outside of marriage so this would also apply to sex workers is buying sex criminalized also no hmm that's that feels slightly more complicated than the indian one they've got property fucking <coughs> involved now which always leads to trouble so basically no brothels no pimping uh and if you're not married that's a no-no hmm God damn. Mm. God, I can, now I can understand why Mrs. Britannia was so... Uh, why she fled? She fled her hometown in the movie. Yeah. God damn. God damn it. God damn. Anyways. um, Did you... But, <laughs> long story short, basically... So did she flee to Mauritius? No, she was still living in uh, Mauritius. But, um, God's sakes. But she just fled to a different town, from what I remember. So I don't know. Did you take any notes? No. The, no? Not one? No, no, no. They're all up here, baby. All, all, in, all in my head. Okay, well, um, I have a few notes. Um, there's a few uh, translation problems with the subtitles that we had, and this is an official uh, DVD from uh, Shemaru. Yeah, as far I, I, I spent uh, far too much money on getting an official DVD, even though I'm pretty sure the film has been officially uploaded to YouTube. Uh, in HD at that Ooh. so it literally would have been a, a better viewing experience but no I just I go that extra mile for you mm, you gotta have the physical copy damn right um but the yeah the subtitles we spotted a few yeah uh, a few uh translation who has uh it's also it's a bilingual film in that and I know it's a kind of there's a complicated <coughs> uh, relation between the like laws surrounding the use of Hindi and English in mm. India. Mm. Although, again, this is based in Mauritius, but it's an Indian production, I think. I guess. I think so. But um, I can't find that much information about the production of the film. Anyways, the word intention is translated as intention, <laughs> as in the two separate words. Uh, and that's in reference to someone's intention being bad, but pudding is good. You know what I mean by the pudding, right? Uh, uh, our, um, Mrs. Britannia has a brother instead of in place of uh, Mrs. Campbell's lover. Are we? Are we? Did we explain why she's called that? Yeah. <laughs> no. Okay. In uh, this is here's another parallel to Mrs. Campbell and Miss in bon, Sera, Mrs. Campbell. She's called Mrs. Campbell because she steals the surname from a tin of Campbell's soup. In the one of the opening scenes of this movie, we see the main character, Mrs. Britannia, carrying a large case of biscuits with the brand name Britannia plastered across the front. And she later explains that that is where she took her surname from. I'll be honest, I can't say it's a brand I'm familiar with. Not even sure if it's real. I think it is a real brand. Um, I'm almost certain that I've eaten <coughs> Britannia biscuits. Well, there you go. I'm going to, again, uh, Britannia... For their inclusion in this film, I never intend to eat them again. <laughs> uh, I... Yeah, it's a real, real brand. Oh, there you go. I, I, I 
I feel like we're not stressing quite enough how blatant the plagiarism is. Like, <laughs> when I say this is a similar... Like, with Buenosera Mamia, we, you know, like, admittedly, similarities, but mm. in, in enough differences presented enough of a different way that I could plausibly buy that there are... You know, that it's all a coincidence. Yeah. This, uh, no, this is, like, legitimately just a remake of yeah. Buena Sera, but, like, a, a half hour longer. Yeah, I think literally, like, the the, the similarities with Buena Sera and Mamma Mia end with girl with three dads. They yeah. begin and end with that plot point, whereas <laughs> Mother is... It's it's just longer Bonacera with with some. Yeah, she sleeps with the three yeah. dads. She doesn't know who the daughter is. The dads were there for you know some some reason. You know in in Buenosera it's they're in the military. And this it's like they were building a hospital. And then like twenty years later they're all coming back for the big reunion. They're all bringing their wives, and uh, they all sneak off at some point to meet up with the the mother of the story. However, their first meeting fails because they send all their wives to the beauty parlor, but also uh, the mother and her daughter go to the beauty parlor at the same time, which is where the free wives become aware of yeah, the, the fictional husband. Uh, Mr. Britannia. Yeah, Mr. Britannia or Mr. Campbell or what have you, and then decide to try and, yeah, oh, we should make her the woman of the year, which in this film is called the mother of the year awards. Uh, and, you know, trying to yeah, she's gonna win the award instead of the woman who actually deserves yeah, it, who's Mrs. Kumar. Yeah, who's kind of being snubbed for the entire film, and then eventually the men all arrange to meet Mrs. Britannia or Mrs. Campbell at the same time, and she sets up in both films uh, an alarm system where she has the man, the man of the house, be it her brother or boyfriend, depending on which film. Uh, yeah, uh, is to honk the horn when it, when the men approach, and he does it for the first one, but then for the second one, the horn doesn't work, and she has <laughs> she has to do the fucking insurance salesman thing to keep the men from meeting each other. She does this in both goddamn films. Mm-hmm. Uh, then the daughter and one of the wives are at the bank, and they both find out at the same time the whole free dads thing. The wife goes to the husband and is like hey why are you giving money to this woman and in both films comes up we're like ah oh, we her husband was a great man who saved us and we we're helping to support her and then the wives are like aren't our husbands great and then the daughter is like uh fucking i'm uh, upset and then <laughs> and then gets in a car accident and goes to hospital and then the dads go to the hospital and like hey no, no don't you're just, don't don't be, it's bad be, yeah. don't be bad there is a, a key difference <clears throat> in this part of the film and that in Mrs. Campbell uh, Gia the name yes. of the daughter in both films although in the in Bonacera it's Gia with a G and in Mother it's Gia with a J uh, Gia with a G uh, resolves to go and live with her married man boyfriend and uh, the, her father is trying to intervene and go, no, 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 that's a really bad idea. You're going to mess up your life. You're going to ruin this guy's life. Ada. Look, it's not an honourable thing to do. Yada, yada, yada. Uh-huh. In Mother, Gia with a J, just flat out goes, I'm going to kill myself. I'm going to kill myself and there's nothing you can do about it. And so the fathers have to intervene to stop a literal suicide attempt. Yep, but then they do that and everything seems okay. And then it's off to the Woman of the Year Awards or the Mother of the Year Awards <laughs> or whatever the hell it is. And in 
Buenosera, it's simply a case of Mrs. Campbell goes, I can't accept this award, I'm going to give it to this other woman who's more deserving of it, in my opinion. And then in Mother, it's it all comes out that uh, about the whole Free Dads thing. And uh, forgive me if I'm mistaken, but they were talking quite seriously about stoning them to death. Yep, yep. Uh, there was talk of uh, Mrs. Britannia and Gia both being stoned to death. Uh, and uh, like it's uh, it's quite a dark turn. Um, yeah, and then basically the last twenty minutes are just the the more deserving mother. Uh, go basically becomes their defense lawyer mm. and basically talks everyone out of stoning them to death. Yeah. The main person who wanted to stone them to death, by the way, is uh, <laughs> be, uh he's like a he arranges marriages yeah, and he's, stuff. Yeah, he's a matchmaker. Oh yeah, we should we should explain the the actual marriage stuff because that's one of the few differences between yeah, the two films. It really it uh, takes the place of Gia's uh married man thing takes the place, takes up ten times more time, <laughs> yeah. and is somehow even less important to the overall film, I'd say. Yeah. Um, <coughs> essentially, Gia is in love with this uh, boy who's like from an, an upper class, like a high class family. He's like a university graduate type of deal. She's in love with him. He's in love with her. Yeah, Another girl's also in love with him. He isn't in love with this other girl. Other girl's like, please, papa, will you buy me this husband? And her papa's <laughs> like, all right, daughter, we'll buy you a husband. <laughs> and then goes to the matchmaker, and the matchmaker goes to the parents, one of which is... Uh, Mrs. Kumar. Is Mrs. Kumar, the more deserving mother, the defense lawyer. Mm -hmm. uh, and they're like, I, I don't know. But then... I, I think things start developing in that way. Uh, it just doesn't really go anywhere, and I don't think it's ever fully resolved. Not really. There's this weird little callback that we get, because at the start of the film, when we first meet the uh, the matchmaker, he says something about, he's like, he, al he always tells the truth and uh, only eats veg. And then he says that a few times. He says it a few times, and, and then, then at, at the, the very end, when he, when everyone turns on him, and he gets brutally beaten by the three dads, like they, it, there, there is blood drawn. He's his, his eye is swollen. His shirt is torn to shreds, mm. and he, his final line in the film is just, "I resolve to never tell the truth and always eat non-veg." Literally, non-veg is what he says. Um, dude, you're gonna get scurvy. <laughs> you don't prevent scurvy by eating veg You prevent scurvy by eating fruit, dumbass Right, crap or it's, it's, it's vitamin C is what prevents scurvy Yeah, which right. you get from citrus fruits mm, But more importantly And a better source of vitamin C Than any citrus fruit Potatoes Potato skin Everyone loves Full a of potato vitamin C. Um, but so, you know, Every day is a school day um, Every day is a potato day <laughs> What was I gonna say? Do you know it's it's only occurring to me now that Bonacera and um, uh, Mother share something in common with. Uh, you don't say they share something no. in common. They share something in common with a third movie, a Christopher Nolan movie. Oh dear God! The Dark Knight. I see. End of the Dark Knight. The whole kind of thing is that um. They lie about the truth, you know. They lie about the Harvey Dent's yeah, reality, yeah. him being two faced, and him plotting to, you know, fuck shit up. And the blame gets placed on Batman instead. 
Uh, Spoilers for The Dark Knight, by the way. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's been out for over a decade. Yeah. You're going to have seen it. You'd have seen it by now. Uh, m- mother, if we take the matchmaker as the Batman in this analogy... <laughs> I don't know if there's um a, a Batman I mean, character in Bonacera, but you know it's it's this whole thing of like a lie being used to protect someone's dignity. I mean the whole thing in Batman is it's uh, in in Dark Knight is it's an allusion to the biblical concept of the scapegoat, mm. where the I, I'm sure we've discussed scapegoats Ooh, on the podcast m- before many but times for <laughs> a refresher for the audience. <laughs> you take two goats, you sacrifice one of them. Uh, and then you set the other one free and basically drive it into the forests or away or whatever. And the idea is that that goat is the scapegoat and that that goat carries with it all of your sins. Mm-hmm. And in that sense, Jesus is the in hum- the Bible. Humanity scapegoat. The, the, the big old scapegoat in the sky. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I guess... Um... I guess in Mother, the matchmaker is the scapegoat, weirdly. But he's the one who gets, like, torn to bits, so surely he's the sacrificial goat. Oh, maybe. I just don't know who... I just feel like a lot of the, the blame of the hullabaloo gets put on him. And he doesn't die. He's not sacrificed. He, he does get... Well, kinda we egg... don't know that. He, he does... might die of scurvy. <laughs> He does just kind of get like uh, extradited. Is that the word? Or like excommunicated from from the community? Like exterminated. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, I don't know. Maybe this is a Batman movie in disguise. Well, I was getting at. Uh, what other notes have I got? I've got a Gia with a J. Uh, this is based in Mauritius. Oh yeah, did you notice that? Um, uh, Mrs. Britannia's brother. Uh, he's got a. A t-shirt that looks like a, a certain t-shirt that we're both very big fans of. Yeah. Yeah, Paris Rules. Yeah. Obviously, um... Uh, an, obviously an allusion to the no rules that Harry wears. <laughs> I was, what, what I was going to say was it's more of a Stephen King rules. Oh, uh, well, that um, too. That too, you know? No rules, Stephen King rules, Paris Rules. They're all related. Right? Yes. It's <laughs> uh, a big Paris Hilton fan. Here's a line that is repeated numerous times throughout the film. The girlfriend always looks better than the wife. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're, we haven't talked at all about the musical numbers. Uh, oh, yeah. The, including uh, the one that is literally just like a five minute song about how if you cheat on your wife, it'll fuck everything up. Yeah. And you're a bad person. Yeah. And also the mistress is probably a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I think the first musical number in the film, as I recall, it's Gia and, it's her, Gia lover. and her boyfriend, yeah. and it's it's him singing about how in a few months you'll turn sixteen and you'll sweep all the boys off their feet, and then the song ends, and she pretty much immediately goes, "I'm 19 <laughs> It's just just the entire song is pointless. Then <laughs> just I guess completely pointless. Just- does not do a whole lot to, you know, in the... I mean, it's a funky beat. It's a funky beat. I gotta say, the songs in this um, yeah, are yeah. very, like, they're very pleasing uh, in terms of, like, uh, we'll say audio aesthetics. 
But in terms of substance, I'm not sure how much they add to the plot of the movie. Well, you know, it's a Bollywood film. It's a different culture. And yeah. they, they, you know, it's expected. You know, Bollywood film's going to have, you know, musical numbers. Yeah, that's you know, it's, fair. It's, 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 it's just an expected part of the format in that culture, which... Fair enough. Fair enough. It's 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 not not for us to judge, really. No, you know, haven't it, seen anywhere near enough Bollywood films to to come up with any sort of valid critique or analysis of the the, the sort. I get is genre the right word? Yeah. But, uh, I tell you what. Yeah. I want to watch um a lot more Bollywood uh, like action flicks. Mm. Because the like uh, uh there's that channel on YouTube, Cardor Digital. And they do videos like they like bring in like friends of theirs that work or have worked as stuntmen and they review stunts from Bollywood movies. And some of the stuff in those movies is fucking insane. Mm. Like it is balls to the wall, over the top of the top shit. Over the top of the top. Yeah. Uh, That's pretty high. It is pretty fucking high. (laughs) It's just a lot of yeah, a lot of um, kind of like classic wire work, but on steroids, <laughs> that kind of shit. There's a yeah, there's, there's so many Bollywood films I've been mean to check out. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna describe to you a scene from one, see if you can guess what film it might be uh, taking this this inspiration from. Right? Okay, okay. So, dude in sunglasses, black trench. The Matrix. Coat. Let me finish. <laughs> He walks into a hotel lobby. <laughs> he walks into a hotel lobby and goes up to a security scanner. Security scanner goes off. Guards, like, you know, pat him down. Open his open his trench coat. Littered with guns. And then it it turns into a huge firefight. There's loads of wire action. You know, people flipping off walls. Bang, bang, bang. Eventually, all the guards are dead. Goes off into the elevator. What film? Um, I'm going to go with When Harry Met Sally. You're closer than you might think. Really? It's a, it's a remake of the whole nine yards. <laughs> with just one scene in it that happens to be a rip-off of the, the hotel scene from The Matrix. <laughs> and then there's a Mahakal, which is a... <laughs> I thought you were joking for a second. No, no. Literally just one scene that just... One scene from The Matrix, and the rest of it is literally a remake of The Whole Nine Yards. What the fuck? Uh, I haven't seen it, so I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> Mahakal and Cooney Murder, both of which are different remakes of Nightmare on Elm Street. Nice. Uh, Abracadabra in 3D, which is a, a Harry Potter knockoff. Well. Uh, oh, God, there's... Uh, I've got a whole list of foreign remakes here, most of which are, are Turkish, uh, oddly enough. Uh, Bollywood Evil Dead, that's meant to be really good. Oh, I could see that being good. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say... Uh, yeah, I was, I was going to say Bollywood Psycho, but I'm thinking of Turkish Psycho, and I'm only thinking <laughs> that's Bollywood because it's a musical. ha <laughs> Oh, uh, I do, I do have a soft spot for just plonking a musical number in where it has no right to be. I think it's so ballsy. Yeah, I really do. Um, yeah, the the musical numbers, like I said, nice to listen to. D- don't know if they add that much to the story. The lyrics, it's you know, it's very much like, yeah, don't cheat on your wife. You know this because you're watching the movie. 
Um, I'm going to be 16. Oh, whoops, I'm 19. Uh, and then there's that one... Uh, oh, yeah, the, the whole... Uh, the, the girlfriend always looks better than the wife. Is that... That's is is that the same song as don't <coughs> don't cheat on your fucking wife? I is, think it might they're be. All ha- it's all the the sh- shared dream sequence of them kind of like uh, you know getting a little frisky with Mrs. Britannia. Hmm. Uh, now there was one one thing in that scene that did peeve me. True, just well, one. well and truly peeved me the peeve off. On the poster for Mother, mm-hmm. we see Mrs. Britannia playing the saxophone mm-hmm. in this dance number Mrs. Britannia and one of her gentleman callers pass a person playing the saxophone and she doesn't fucking take it she doesn't play it she she uh, is no closer to it than two meters what's the fucking point I know I was waiting for the fucking sax scene the whole film <laughs> it's, it's the main part of the poster it's her front and center with a saxophone it's true uh, what other notes have I got here let's see um, <laughs> I can't remember which dad it is but some dad expires is that, is, are they talking about um, uh, Mrs. Britannia's dad being expired or is it so. or is it Gia's dad has expired oh, it's one of the two whatever they expire mm. so that... they got left out in the sun too long oh no oh, <laughs> oh this... no they're out of, they're past their sell by date oh, this two liter of dad smells kind of funny <laughs> um Gia's mother is known to relieve nuns we're told at some point yeah I think I made that joke uh, during the watch, uh, make of that what you will. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I ha- have a sneaking suspicion that this film was sponsored by Air Mauritius, because the logo for Air Mauritius is fucking everywhere in this movie. Yeah. And it, uh, right? Look, if there's one thing that's gonna make me want to visit, it's it's not this film. But... <laughs> but you know, I can't I can't help but crave the sweet taste of Air Mauritius. Hashtag not spawn. Not spawn. We're not sponsored by Air Mauritius. Although, Air Mauritius, we want to reach out. I look. We'd be happy to take mo- most sponsorships. Money. We'd be happy to take money. I'm a fan of money. As is Butch. Get in touch. Anything else you'd like to add on this? Um, frankly bizarre film it's bad and I didn't enjoy it and it was very very long (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah it wasn't very good what did you give it again I think I gave it a 3 out of 10 you gave it a 2 out of 10 I gave it a 2 out of 10 I the the, the, some of the musical numbers were funky that's that's what brought it up that extra 1 point for me yeah that's what brought it up to 2 for me (laughs) (laughs) that's the only fucking it's just it was a little boring. And that's not to say that Buona Sera and Mrs. Campbell is anything special. It's no. also not a very good film. But this somehow does a worse job of the same story. Even though it's got all those extra exciting bits. That... Even though it's got a, a, a potential murder at the end. Yeah! And, and you know, the, the, the possibility we're left in suspense for the last 20 minutes wondering, are the main characters all going to be stoned to death? <laughs> 
And that whole kangaroo court is really dragged out. Like it is, it is suspenseful. There's also that uh, in the hospital scene, Mrs. Britannia is stopped by like three or four different groups of people as she tries to make her way to the mm. Mother of the Year award ceremony, and it's just like the the fucking music. It's you know, it's really telling you this is tense, and then the actual dialogue audio just drops out. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. She's she's confronting the wives, and the dialogue just cuts out completely for like a solid minute. Yeah, we did think <coughs> at, at first it might have been a stylistic thing, but then it just keeps going. It's like I think that I think the audio might have just been lost here, and they just they just decide to play some music over it. <laughs> we'll never know, probably. Anyways, shall we move on to uh, mailbag? Mailbag. <laughs> So, our first question comes from Frickin' Alien Alfie, which asks, Are you a Roshi fan? Roshi? That's R-O-S-H-I. I'm not, I'm not familiar with that Scooby-Doo villain. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not familiar with this word at all. Is that a, an anime character or something? Would you believe? Wait, yes! You know what? If, if this is Master Roshi you're talking about from Dragon Ball Z... Um, actually, you know what, I was gonna say I'm a fan, but he's a big fucking pervert from what I remember. Also known as Turtle Hermit, or Jackie <laughs> Chun. Uh, I've, n- I've never watched Dragon Ball, or read Dragon Ball, I'm s- sorry to say. It's, um, I used to watch a lot of it, me and Matt, uh, there was some channel on this crappy TV we had that we m- managed to get, uh, I can't remember the name of it for the life of me, but they'd play... Pretty much exclusively Dragon Ball Z from about 8pm to 11pm uh, on weekends. And me and Matt would binge it. Uh, and Back to the question at hand. I was going to say, hell yeah, Master Roshi. But hell no, Master Roshi. He's a pervert. There's so many scenes that I'm thinking of him like looking up girls' skirts and like down their yeah. tops and stuff. And it's yeah. like, Ugh, no, oh, thanks. Sure. Sure, he fucking... I think... Did he train Goku or he might have trained Gohan or something? He trained Goku and Krillin. Yeah, he, he's trained a lot of... You know, fucking important character in the series, but a, a big, big wanker. A big wanker. Okay. Our second question comes from frickin' Alien Alpha, who asks... <laughs> Here it comes. They, they, they put an I'm so sorry at the end of this. Okay. Uh... Would you do it for a Scooby snack? I'm not sure what it is in this case. As in, would I have sex for a Scooby snack? I, I, as someone who has eaten pet food, uh, I could say that I don't, I don't want to eat dog biscuits, actually. Do you know The sex would be nice, though. Look, I know your endeavours in pet food have not been pleasant. But I have it on good authority that dog biscuits are actually nice. No, I haven't tried it myself. I say good authority. It sounded like I was saying that I eat dog food. I don't eat dog food. But I have met people that have eaten dog biscuits and been like, yeah, it just tastes like a... Like eats a, dog food. <laughs> just tastes like a custard cream. Yeah. A less flavorful custard cream at that. Why are you associating with people who eat dog biscuits? I don't associate with them anymore. 
Why did you? <laughs> I was down bad. <laughs> I was lonely. No one's that lonely. Oh, oh, we'll take a trip down memory lane sometime. <laughs> when certain people are dead and can't sue us anymore. Yeah, yeah, that kind of shit. Um, yeah, any more questions? No. Wow. That was that was it. Those are some... Oh, would I do it for a Scooby Snack? Yes, you didn't answer. Oh, um, well, look, I might do it for two Scooby Snacks. <coughs> Would you eat a Scooby snack if someone gave you one? See, this is a complicated question because I... <laughs> Answer the damn question. My, uh, a relative of mine once did buy me a gift which was like a packet of biscuits, but they were Scooby snacks. So mm. I have technically eaten them. Were they nice? They're pretty good. Do you think that in-universe they are just dog biscuits, or do yes. you think that... Okay, so Shaggy eats dog biscuits, is what you're saying? Yes, he's <laughs> he's spent all his money on weed, and uh, is scrimping together his change. He's like, oh, fuck, I've not bought food for the dog. Oh. <laughs> yeah, somehow he manages to continue assembling the tallest sandwiches. Yeah. Um, I think it's cruel to make a dog eat that. Can we talk about <coughs> this like seemingly widely available dog treat is named after just some dude's dog <laughs> they're called like they're called scooby snacks i'm not sure that's ever explained like in universe riddle me this how come scrappy doo can talk pretty good english but scooby doo can barely Get you know a a a a a word out. Scrappy's inbred. With what? He's inbred. That doesn't answer my question. It is. It's a gen. It's a genetic fault. He's not meant to be able to speak that good. Surely that would be a genetic plus. Well, you say that, but like all evolution is just genetic mutations, and for better or for worse. Yes. So it's a it's a genetic mutation. So what you're saying is he's evolving. I guess in a way, yeah. He, I suppose he's younger, so yeah, he would be the more evolved of the... Yeah, he's... You know, yeah, he's the next generation. He's the next in line. Further down the bloodline, yeah. Yeah. So, uh... Melvin Dubert. He's, yeah, he's just... He was... He got inbred in the right way. <laughs> uh, can we... we leave that in? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, but, you know, I'm sure... Yeah, here's my... Here's my new theory, though. We all know that pedigree breed dogs are fucked. You know, they're, they're, uh, they've a litany of health issues, no matter what pedigree you're looking at. Uh, go, you know, buy mongrel. Don't buy, rescue mongrel at that. Um, and uh, Adopt a wolf. Adopt a wolf, amen. Unless uh, you're in, uh, any, like, any sort of, like, you know... Uh, it depends on the wolf, I suppose. Some wolves... <laughs> uh, I take it on a wolf-by-wolf basis. <laughs> Well, it depends on the the species, you know. So it depends on the species and the climate you're in, you know. Some wolves will be suited to warmer climates, where some will be suited to colder climates. And if you move them to a climate they're not suited to, they're gonna have a bad time. Yeah. It's why you shouldn't buy huskies unless you're in fucking really cold climates. A lot of people like huskies are cute though, and they are. But it comes the, summertime. Yeah, hot climate. They they have a bad time. Yeah. Um, <coughs> I reckon. That uh, Scooby and Scrappy 
are you know they are they are of the same lineage that's that's canon but um they were bred to be able to speak they're an experimental pedigree breed that could that could speak and uh, scrappy's just like you said the next kind of step down on the family tree mm. and that's why his uh, his speech patterns are more eloquent and stuff they've refined the gene pool slightly more yeah scooby's a failed experiment but somehow <laughs> uh, a stoner managed to adopt and just lives in a van with you know yeah the other solution of course is that the entire scooby gang are all incredibly blazed yeah. and the dog is just going woof 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 but they're all so someone, high someone that they spiked their weed with something bad. All their drinks are spiked, oh. <laughs> uh, and they they just you know they they hear the dog going woof woof woof, and they hear rrr 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 rrr. This is what a great show. Should we move on to the money people? Money people. Our first money people is Mrs. H. Money people. Our second money persons is Andrew Kinsailer. Money guy. If you want money currency to be ours, go to patreon.com forward slash And one US dollar of money or more per month. And you get rewards, such as your name right out in this section. Such as the satisfaction of giving us money. That's a good reward in itself, but there's also more rewards for more money. Patreon.com forward slash freebeansalpop. Um, well, what a, uh, what a grand episode this has been. We, do we need to flip a coin? No, that's here we go again. Which is next week. It is next week, isn't it? Okay. Well, here we go again. It's a nice movie. It is. It's a nice movie, dumb movie. Andrew Garfield sure likes it. But remember, mommy is in your top four. You're not entitled to an opinion. (laughs) (laughs) And you know what? I completely agree with that, gentlemen. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, so there's a bunch of convicts that are uh, being put onto a boat okay. right and uh, someone yeah the police are organizing it they're shipping them all off you know get mm. them the fuck out of here and then someone comes up to the police and says who are they and where are they going and the policeman goes gangsters away <laughs> and then the civilian goes how far away and he looks at him dead in the eyes and he goes away away Sexual, which means I like angst and Mamma Mia. <laughs>